Miguel, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here this evening. Thank you. Um, it was quite the instant meeting you, mm -hmm. seeing you early in the morning. That early in the morning, I always come here early. Yeah. I'm here at 5, 5.45, so you're here at 5.45 at that mm -hmm. time. You're walking, I just want to let people know. You have to hear <laughs> how I met him right. and, and what happened as a result of it. I was walking in here, I saw you, this tall guy, taller than me. What are you now? You're calculating. 188. 188, because yeah. I'm 182. Okay. So you got. But when I first met him, you were three or four? Probably like around there, yeah. Three or four years old. Yeah. Completely changed. I don't know who he is, <laughs> but I see this strapping young man walking across there, and I said, Are you about to go swimming? And he said, No, I'm going to teach swimming. I said, right. Oh, you're going to go teach swimming. Right. So, yes, he said, I was in the Olympics. The Spain, for, yes, for the Spain. country of Spain. Mm -hmm. He said, I compete in the Olympics. I said, whoa, they're going to be lucky to have you up there. <laughs> he waits until we get into the elevator. And then he says, you know what, Mr. Lane? You taught me when I was a little kid. My mother's Tammy. I went, and you just let me go through all that and you didn't even tell me? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he said, yeah, me and my brother. And I said, yes. Remember your father as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I like about this community. Absolutely. It's big, but it's small. Mm -hmm. Listen, are you just visiting now, or are you... No, I'm based here. You're based um, here? Yeah, I'm based here now. I mean, I was in the U.S. for eight years, but I came back five years ago. So what we... Okay, so take me through it. Okay, wait, sure, first of all, sure. okay. So I can leave you from... You went to Nishimachi, I think. No, Did St. You, Mary's. You went to St. Mary's yeah. the whole time, so you're a St. Mary's guy. Ha, because I actually went to Japanese public school. Okay, when? How old were you when you were okay. Well, I went to a Japanese for Korean Shogakko, so okay. elementary school through um, Homura Shogakko here uh, in Minamiyazabu. Yeah. And then later on, um, I moved to St. Mary, 7th grade, and that's where I started learning English. Okay, because you didn't know English at all. Well, well not, when you yeah. were with me, you understood. Yeah, that's right, you didn't speak a lot, but you did understand what I was saying to you. Right, right. right. I still remember the I can at that's the right. end and that's everything right. like that. That's right, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do it remember that. Yeah. yeah, it was fun, it was fun. So yeah, I went through St. Mary's, of course, the first two, three years was quite hard with the ESL, all these things, learning English to begin with. Um, and of course, I was a swimmer at the time, so I continued swimming throughout high school. Um, never thought it would take me to the level that I ended up in. Um, Did you have aspirations to ever go to that level? Um, or was it people honest, noticing your talent? To be honest, um, now that I see my um, elementary school paper, I wrote like a little paper saying like, what is your dream? And it says, see Yeno Senshu, which is um, just a swimming athlete. Doesn't mean that much. Um, so I never really had in mind of the Olympics or anything like that until I was in the 20s. Um, and that was actually the first time that I made the Spanish team. So I never represented a country until I was in my 20s. Wait, wait, had, were you trying to represent? Were you thinking about it at all or you just happened to I be mean, that good? I happened to be, I, well, I guess, I, would, I improved a lot. Okay. In, in college, especially. Yeah. Um, and from that point, I started to see, well, a lot of people around me went to the Olympics as well in college. Um, even people, um, Michael Phelps actually was training a year before that um, at University of Michigan. But he's U.S., yeah, right. Yeah, University of so I went to Michigan. And, of course, there's a lot of culture shock, but everything um, pointed to me to become a better athlete, better student. So at the end, um, I had the dreams of pursuing that um, path to be a, an athlete, and of course, the ultimate goal as an athlete, uh, especially for a swimmer, is the Olympics. So that was prior to you being 20? Right, so okay. around the 19, maybe 20 even, um, I started to in, like visualize that I could go to the Olympics. 
Um, but you knew you weren't going to do it as the U.S.? No, because I'm not American. Okay, right. Yeah, so I'm Spanish, Japanese, right. uh, also a little bit of Brazilian. But, so you um, could have, could you have swam for the Japanese team? I could have. Um, right. And actually, I would have made it in 2016. Um, but I think my brother would have been bumped out because we both swam the relay. So at the end of the day, I think we chose the right country to swim for. Your brother and you swam together? Yes, yes. He was in the Olympics too. He went to the Olympics as well. <laughs> he went to Michigan as well. Okay. Yeah. So we're always together throughout the swimming career. And um, very fortunate enough, we made the team from Spain, um, participated in Rio through the relay. And uh, we also have family there, so it was quite exciting. Wow. So yeah. you grew up speaking Japanese, Spanish? Mm -hmm. I actually learned Portuguese, Portuguese first. I mean Portuguese, I'm sorry. Portuguese. No, no, yes. but then Spanish, um, mm -hmm. of course, with my father, right. um, Japanese through the environment. And then again, English was the very last language. Okay. Um, hopefully not the last, but yes. But that's the one that you really had to study in the most, the hardest. Right. So that was tough, but definitely worth it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, now looking back, but yes, the four languages. Now my sons did something similar to that. I had okay. them in Japanese elementary school, Shogakuko, mm -hmm. and I let them do just a year in Shogakuko. Yeah. Then back to international school. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you think that was a good idea to do it that way? I mean, I can speak from two perspectives. One is the academic and one is the athletic for me. Um, going to, I guess the biggest shock going through the English system, I'll say um, even St. Mary's and also university. In some aspects, I think there's no discipline <laughs> compared to the Japanese system, but there's more creativity. People voice themselves. Um, there's not really a, you, know, you don't have to be one thing. You can be anybody you want. But in the Japanese system, of course, there's a little bit of that um, aspect where you have to follow the rules, you have to be a part of the, the group, the society, community. So not, I think there's many ways to look at it, but academically speaking, um, I learned a lot from both. I think, um, of course, the English system helps me more now. Athletically speaking, um, definitely the St. Mary's and University of Michigan, the American system was definitely a best fit for me in terms of being an athlete. That competitiveness and that drive, uh, motivation, even teamwork aspect is quite strong. And that, that was, that's still engraved in me. So those are the, the I guess, differences. So, but then again, you only knew the elementary part. So mm -hmm. Do you think that helped you to understand the culture better? Going to Japanese, I mean the Japanese culture. Sure. Yes, definitely. I mean, you came into help. you came into the U.S. system or the English-speaking system mm -hmm. late sure. after your formative years. Mm -hmm. So you were at a disadvantage. I mean, it could be a disadvantage, but at the end of the day, I mean, we're in Japan. So even if I go to St. Mary's, I mean, I speak Japanese, and some, some of the kids at St. Mary's don't speak Japanese because they're traveling through the world, which is good for them. But in that way, I see it as an advantage, knowing the culture, knowing the language, but also being able to understand the other people in a setting like that. So mm -hmm. I definitely am appreciative of both mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Well, your parents always kept you in an international environment, though. Mm -hmm. So even though you were in Japanese school, you were doing international stuff. You were in our program, for example, when you were young. young. And there's nothing but sure. international kids there. Right. So even if you weren't using English all the time, mm -hmm. you were being trained in it. Yeah, I mean, that is true. Um, and definitely the public school that I went to had a lot of uh, embassy kids. Homerashu okay. has a lot of uh, English-speaking kids, <laughs> I would say. So I definitely grew up in a more internationalized um, environment mm -hmm. than any other uh, Japanese schools, I would mm -hmm. say.
You and your brothers, did you grow up to stay close? Were you guys really, really close as brothers? Yes, definitely. Um, people don't really see us as brothers because we don't look alike. But at the end of the day, we did go through our whole life together, including school, swimming. Um, so, of course, we um, are very close. We don't really fight. Which you is, never I, did, did you? I mean, when we were young, a little bit, but never physical or anything like that. I mean, I don't even think now. Probably would let it. Yeah, I guess I had a very strict parents as well in that sense. So. They would let you go too far. Yes, exactly. So, no, we were very, very good um, as brothers. Of course, we're, he's still he's um, in Tokyo right now. So Is he, gonna, is he staying too in Tokyo? Yes, he works here. And um, So how long was he outside of Tokyo? The same he as you, was out until 2020. So how many years? So he was out for since 2011, so nine years. Nine years. 2011 to 2020. So a little bit longer than you. A little bit longer than you. Yeah, I was eight years, so yes. Mm-hmm. But he also lived in Spain, so at the end of the day. You didn't? I did not. I did not. How long did you live in Spain? Two and a half years. Three years. He did a master's there, and he was training himself to go to the next Olympics. And you decided not to? I retired after 2016. Okay. Was, uh, I achieved everything that I wanted to achieve. Um, I wanted to start my second career. Right. Did he get in? Did he make it? He didn't make it, unfortunately, but okay. at the end of the day, the whole journey and the experience matters more than the actual thing. So. Yeah. It's always the journey. Yes. People miss out on that. Mm-hmm. And you're not done even if you do accomplish it. You do the next. Right. Until, I'll probably cut this out, but I really think people are, are at a disadvantage when they start thinking about retirement. I think that's mm-hmm. such a bunch of stuff they sold to mankind. We all are going to retire. Yeah. When our body stops moving, it's yeah. called death. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So why would you have some artificial idea that because of some arbitrary age, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't do anything anymore? Yeah. It's a bit ironic. It really? Yeah. So interesting. Okay, so tell me, either of you, I don't know how personal I can get, but are either of Please. you married? Um, no. We're both single. I mean, I have a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my brother, I don't think he's, okay. <laughs> he's he has one yet. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, he's still young. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's young. We're yeah. both young. That's true. Both <laughs> of you are still young, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're just a year older than my youngest. You said I'm you're, 32. Oh, you're two years younger. So you're the same age as my uh, the third, third one. Who's okay. married. Okay. Honestly, yeah. What did you study while you were in college? So I study economics um, in college, but I got my master's in hotel and restaurant management. So I was interested in the hospitality industry um, while I was swimming. Uh, the reason being is actually my father's business was in um, casinos in Spain. And I always wanted to add a little bit more of the hospitality hotel aspect to the, to the family business. Um, well, unfortunately, we don't have that business anymore. But mm-hmm. my interest sort of switched to the Japanese um, casino uh, legalization, which happened in 2016, which was perfect timing for me to switch careers, I was looking to the hospitality industry, and I knew that a lot of the international operators were going to be bidding um, and proposing to the government here. So I really wanted to get into that industry, and that's why I was studying hospitality. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's still ongoing. It is ongoing. Um, <laughs> and you don't know how much longer it's going to keep on ongoing. Right. Because everyone thought for a second there it was going to happen real quick. But it's Japan, right? <laughs> but not just that, and so, also COVID hit. Yeah. Prior to prior to COVID, it looked like because the Olympics was going to happen, yes, and they were really yes on top of it. They were planning Mm -hmm. on having something happen then, right? 
in the expo in Osaka. That's right. That's right. So was a lot of synergy made sense. Right. Um, and I was lucky enough to be working for an operator from Macau. Um, so I had a lot of fun learning about the industry. But of course, with COVID, mm -hmm. I had to make other plans after okay. that. So what are your plans now? Um, so I actually established a company with my um, my girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> and we have a company together mm -hmm. uh, very close by. Uh, we have a marketing agency. And mm -hmm. yeah, we're having fun. It's been well, almost two years. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so what do you market? We market Japanese uh, companies, especially the companies that require a little bit more assistance globalizing, um, especially in the market uh, marketing side. So we uh, publish their stories um, on international media, so U.S. Uh, media, usually. And have you been able? Have you been pretty successful in doing that? Have you enjoyed yes, what you've yes. been doing? Um, definitely. Um, okay. There's a lot of companies in Japan. There's a lot of SMEs multi-medium-sized enterprises that require assistance. And there's always a synergy of, you know, how Japan has, they have so much technology, advanced technology, but they don't know how to voice it. So it, we just try to come in and help out. And at the end, there's a synergy between our company and theirs. And yeah, so we have, we're lucky enough to have enough clients. So what are the, what are the different roles between yours and your my partners? partners yes. um, so my partner, does the, the field work, I'll say. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I do more of the back, back of the house and also um, starting other revenue sources. So we have different um, roles, which is good. I think that that's what keeps us uh, sane. Instead of trying to do the same thing. Right. And I think critiquing ourselves too much every day, um, having the same role, it was probably not good for the relationship. Did well. you ever, did you try that at any time? No, I think we already knew that this is yours and this is mine. We work together um, and we have a clear cut line to draw. And also we have some business um, that we do it together, of course, but that's just a little bit more on the side, not the main uh, component. Of the is company. it different from what you're doing? Something completely different? Um, it's more on the brokerage side. So we connect companies to the international media directly. So they can work together, have a collaboration, sort of right. thing. That's sort of the projects that I lead, and she, of course, helps me. Um, mm -hmm. The project that she has is um, she has a lot of more resources mm -hmm. in terms of staff and everybody. So mm -hmm. I don't need to really help that much. I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're here based in Tokyo, of course. Yes, based in Tokyo. Okay. Yeah, right next to Tokyo Tower. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, you want to see what your company name is? It's uh, Global Kigyo. So we're trying to really just promote the fact that everybody should be a global Kigyo mm -hmm. a company, a global company. Yeah. That is neat. So. so what are your plans for the future for your company? Um, we're trying to expand. Um, we're definitely trying to go to other countries as well. There's, there's um, some ideas. I think once it gets more concrete, I can, think I can share more. Okay. But at the moment, we have a lot of ideas and uh, a lot of opportunities that we need to choose uh, our battles first. So. Right. Have you had any challenges here that you think you were uniquely set up for because of your experience here? Is your, by any, is your partner experienced mm -hmm. with Japan too? Yes, she is. Okay. Um, but she is not a Japanese speaker. Okay. So, so that's a disadvantage in a way. In a way. But sometimes it's an advantage. She knows how to work it. it. She knows yes. how to work it. Yes. Okay. So she definitely <laughs> breaks all the barriers. Okay. And can do it and get away with it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I think that's a good balance that we have. I know the Japanese culture. I know how to go, um, you know, more 
Japanese way in contacting companies, building the relationships. She can tear down those barriers, go directly to whoever she needs to talk to, right. which is great. So yeah, it's going really well in that sense. That's right. So have you had to come in, like, let's say, for example, did you have anyone that was particularly hard that you felt really good as a result of, and you knew it was because you knew how to handle it. Mm -hmm. Did you still remember, recall? Like a moment that I had to come in? Like come in because it was, and probably a real big, it, couldn't, it didn't have to be a big deal, but something that was challenging. I mean, there are moments that um, a contract gets canceled, for example. In those moments, of course, I had to come in, apologize for our service not being what they expected. Um, and of course, there are ways that you need to apologize to take care of the client um, so they don't talk badly about us because that is the most important thing in Japan. It's about word of mouth and having a good reputation. So we have to do the best we can to minimize the, <laughs> the risk in that aspect. So in that, um, I was definitely able to help her um, in those challenging moments. And it definitely is because I know the Japanese culture and how to work around it. I'm sure, I hope that wasn't often. It's only maybe once. Or no, that was once. One time, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was a good yeah, moment yeah. to learn for That's both right. of us. Well, it's, it's unfortunate they say that experience is something you get 10 minutes after you really need it. Mm. Okay, that's good to know, actually. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there's no way to learn. I always like to use the example of teaching my sons how to ride a bike. Yeah. When I pushed them along and they went out there riding and they were okay and nothing happened, the time they really learned to ride is after they hit the ground, yeah. realized the pain of hitting the ground. The next time I pushed them, they rode with a purpose. They were Focus. up there knowing because they knew. <laughs> they knew that. But prior to that, they were just so relaxed yeah, and yeah. didn't have a clue. Some people are taught that when they're young. Failure is necessary, and it shouldn't be called failure. Sure. That's the experience you need in order to continue to go forward. Yeah. And if you keep on having that experience, you're not going to be successful in what you're doing. People aren't going yeah. to be around well, you. They don't like hitting the ground. Yeah. <laughs> if you get on every time you get <laughs> yeah. on it, you're hitting the ground, no one's going to want to ride with you. Yeah. You'll be smarter for sure. That's right. That. So you start minimizing it, but it's necessary. Yes. It is a necessary thing Absolutely. to happen in life. Absolutely. And it doesn't stop just because the first time you hit it. If you decide you want to continue to ride, you're still going to have another time. Yeah. You try to minimize it, maybe get some padding and a couple other things, <laughs> yeah. and learn. Prepare. Right, yeah. prepare. But you can never prepare for surprise. Yeah, that's true. Did you ever try to do business or anything in the U.S.? Um, of course, I wanted to work in the U.S. at some point. Of course, after college, I really wanted to stay in the U.S., but I think the opportunity of being a part of something new, which was the casino opportunity in Japan, something that doesn't exist, was quite exciting. And of course, um, having a background as a you know, Japanese, I think that helped my decision to come back to Japan. And business-wise, of course, U.S. is a great place to be. But at that time and the opportunity, it was for me, I think it was meant to be and to come back. Tokyo. Okay. Is yeah. your father here? Or is he still? No, he's not. He's actually he dances around Spain. Is he doing? What does he do? Is his business? He's an entrepreneur. Doing? He's an entrepreneur. He always so, has been. So he he does different projects. I I don't even know half of his projects. <laughs> so very interesting though. Every but time you're I still talk to him. You told me you were just with him. Yes. Right? Yes. You guys I was went just, to... Yes. We had a little uh, boys trip because we all have similar birthdays. Uh, very close. So you my mean brother. You, the three of you. Yes, the three of us. Oh, all February. So. We all went to the Philippines to just enjoy yeah. and have fun. Yeah. yeah, like your father. I never forget him. I can't forget him. I hope I get to see you again sometime. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we used to talk a lot when you guys would be in the class because I had a lot of instructors. Right. 
and they were doing it. So I come out and talk with your mom and your dad and mm -hmm. your grandmother. Yeah. Your mother's mother. Yes. Is she still here? Yes. Yes. She's. She is. How old she is. is she now? How old is she now? She is eighty-one. Okay. Turning eighty-two soon. Yeah. But she never learned Japanese. She, she ever learned I Japanese? Mean, her Japanese is good enough for to live enough here. To live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at that so. time, she wasn't speaking hardly yeah, any. Yeah, I don't think so. And that was like 25 years ago. That's so. right. She was just speaking Portuguese, I think, at that time. Yes, yes. Right. No, you're right. So now she's fine. She goes to the gym by herself every single day. Yeah. So she has her, you know, gym buddies, right. <laughs> gym friends. So that's neat. That's neat. No, it's very nice. So what do you do? You think that there's anything exciting? As far as you maybe starting another business, or have you looked in other areas? Because the casino mm -hmm. business isn't here now, so. Well, there is, is but not, not the company that I was working for. Right. So for me, I sort of moved on, um, and I'm going to wait it out a little bit, how the market turns, and, and maybe if they issue the first license to a company, which is, um, I think there's one company that might get it, then I think Japan might pick up a little bit of the pace and start um, giving out a little bit more licenses for other regions. You're going to try to get a license? Well, I mean, if I can work for a company that's pursuing that, um, that would be fun. <laughs> I definitely had a lot of fun the past three years that I was working for um, this company. Well, what did you do to that three years? Because were they, were they really gearing, they were gearing up to open mm -hmm. a casino? It was gearing up to propose to the government okay. and the regional governor, uh, okay. local governments. Right. So well, I was just a part of the planning team to visualize and, of course, bring um, this dream to the government to approve it and of course the having the Japanese background I had to study a little bit more the market understanding the the customers because of course um, we need to always have the domestic market secured um, for the business and that's sort of the role that I had was to communicate the Japanese culture and Japanese interest to the um, stakeholders yeah wow fantastic before I end the podcast, Miguel, there's always a question I like to ask everyone. Okay. Now, if you've been watching the podcast, you may know. Maybe. All right. Let's say, magically, somehow or another, you go back in time. Sure. And you could see the younger Miguel. Mm -hmm. Knowing what you know now, what time would you go back to in your life, and what advice would you give the younger Miguel? Honestly, I'm quite happy with my path and my journey so far, so I think I'll just let it go. Um, I don't need to really give any advice. I mean, I'll give advice, but not to really direct any decision-making per se, but I think to keep like friends close, you know, the family close is quite important. And you've I been doing that? I've been doing that, and also um, they bring a lot of, you know, whether that's love or um, whatever it is, but it's always positive. So I quite like having that community that I could, that I can always uh, rely on, and maybe I'll re-emphasize that to my younger self because now I appreciate it way more than back then. So. There's one thing I know about St. Mary's; they are tight. Yeah. Once the St. Mary's guy, you are always the St. Mary's yeah. guy. Yeah. Very. They very are much. really. I mean, in the way that I mean, you can really help each other. Yes. That's something other schools can't necessarily say to the extent oh, really? that St. Mary's does. Yeah, St. Mary's is, um, I'll say, quite special in that sense. Of course, Aren't I they? reach out to alumni and they always are, they, they're always willing to help. And whether it comes out something or not, it doesn't matter. But the whole purpose of that, um, being an alumni is to help out the younger, I think. And um, right now I'm doing that as well. 
I actually but hired one. one. The, but you're young. you are the younger one. <laughs> right. But I did hire one St. Mary's um, Kohai to my mm -hmm. to the company that we currently have. And so, he knows he has to do the right thing. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a good guy. So I don't think there's a pressure, but maybe from the St. Mary's right. uh, environment, there's right. a little bit of pressure. Yes. Well, that's interesting. Yes, but yeah, like you said, uh, very very tight knit really community yes. and uh, yeah, very very interesting. I hired the first and only St. Mary's graduate, mm -hmm. and I was president of this club mm -hmm. as general manager, oh, Tony Callen. You know why? Because Bill Ireton came up to me and said, really? who's also St. Mary's, <laughs> and said, you know, this is a guy you need to be thinking about. Did he highlight the, the St. Mary's? I knew, I, knew, he, I, knew, I knew what it was. I knew he wouldn't be doing it otherwise. <laughs> right. So, yes. And I think we couldn't have better, better off because he was a really good genius. I enjoyed him being here. At least during my turn, I enjoyed that. I think I only owe a lot for like a month. Is that right? Yeah, I only joined like a year and a half ago, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, thank you, Miguel. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. No, likewise. Yeah. No, this is a, this is a lot of fun, actually. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe, and never forget it's all on loan. So continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed.